I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. On this spooky Halloween <laughs> Sunday, we are recording. Uh, the morning after the Raptors got their third victory in the row, twice against the Pacers over the last week. Mm-hmm. Jason is with me. Dre, unfortunately, cannot join us today, but we'll try to chime in with some of his thoughts uh, later on in the show, hopefully. But Jason... Here we are. How are you doing, man? Happy Halloween. Um, happy Halloween to you, man. I'm good. It's it's one, it's Halloween. And two, you're like you said, three game winning streak. And you know, a week ago we were kind of I know you and Dre were talking about the Raptors and how, you know, it's it's still kind of growing pains and we're still learning about this team and stuff. It looks like Nick Nurse had made some adjustments. Three game winning streak. I am very happy about that. But until then, we'll get into all of that. But until then, welcome. Two, that's a rap podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. And again, Jay, Dre, thank you for holding down the fort. I was a little under the weather last week, but I'm okay now. Uh, hopefully, we can all get together soon. Uh, I, I, You know what? I actually went to uh, visit Dre yesterday for the first time. I went to go uh, visit his new apartment. I uh, visited his, or I finally met. Y'all are um, neighbors now, huh? His, exactly his girlfriend and it was it was a wonderful time man we just like we finally like sat down had a meal talked about uh, our lives and it was a it was a wonderful wonderful time to go to somebody's neighbor you know yeah that's that you know i think that's what's missing from all this right we we talk about it a lot about how we want to try to get together in person actually record a pod yeah. but i'm just glad that you guys got to to meet up and, and just hang out because that's been sorely missing throughout this pandemic and uh Absolutely. hopefully the next time i can join but yeah, I'm glad that you guys got to get together. It's unfortunate that Drake can't make the episode, but mm-hmm. I think it's even better that you got to see him in person. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. You know, Raptor or that's rap fans. Like he's a he's a huge movie buff. So he showed me all of his collections and he showed me all his memorabilia and his posts. It was it was phenomenal. It was it was nice to finally like uh, get to know Dre a little bit more, and hopefully we can do it at, at you know you you and I, Jay, and all three of us as well, especially with the holiday coming up. But okay, so before oh, we actually talk actually about wait, the... I got I got to put you yeah. on the spot for one second, and Go unfortunately, Dre Dre's not here to defend himself. <laughs> okay, is he as good as he says he is at exploding kittens? You know what? 
we had to run right halfway oh. through. Yeah, I know. But you and the thing is, he actually is really good in Exploded Kittens on the mobile. But the mobile game is actually very different than the actual card game. Oh, I've so not played I the mobile I, version. That's yeah, like neither a different have I. level for me. Yeah. Neither have I, exactly. So Dre, if you're hearing this, man, you gotta you know, you have to prove yourself still when it comes to exploding kittens. I'm afraid, man. I, I don't know if it's mobile. I don't know. I got. I feel like like I got to do some practice games with like my wife or something. Because yeah, exactly. That sounds like it's next level stuff. Exactly. Oh man. Okay. But before we get into the Raptors, man, I want to ask you. You know, both you and I were actually lucky enough to go to a Raptors game. You go to SBA and feel the environment again. Honestly, man. For me, walking into the gates, walking in through the door seeing all the Raptors memorabilia, seeing all the pictures, feeling the atmosphere. You know how SBA has, or Scotiabank Arena for us, has like a distinctive smell to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially during during the times when we were doing Fan Patrol, I remember there was like a distinctive arena smell that I can still remember <laughs> to this day. And it kind of got me... It got me a little emotional. You yeah. know? Walking Goosebumps, in, walking man. Goosebumps. It, it really did. How did it feel for you, brother? Uh, a little bit different for me. I mean, maybe not so much the smell, but for me, it was the sound. Uh, uh, you know, as 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 you pointed out um, in in our Twitter feed, I've been lucky enough to get some some media access this season. So I was I was at the game both Wednesday and Friday for for the Magic as well, and it's the sounds that that really got me. And you know, as you mentioned, we used to work for the the Fan Patrol, and we have to show up about two hours before game time for our pregame meetings to go over, you know, what's, what's the game plan going to be from a fan patrol perspective in terms of giving out prizes and all that fun stuff. But being in the arena when it's not full, you know, there's that buzz, like literal Mm. buzz that you hear. Like, I don't know if it's the lights or something, you know, it's that sound when you're in an empty basketball arena, really. And that sound is it, it is distinct. It is the the mm. sound of uh, uh, almost a calm before the storm, and that storm being the squeaking really of sneakers, is. right? And I think that's what it was for me—not so much the smell, but the sound uh, and and the silence really before you know crowds start streaming through. And and when that crowd did start streaming through, man, different kind of buzz, man. It, again, mm-hmm. I, I got to say it again: straight up goosebumps, straight yeah. up like it was, it was, it was like nostalgic to be in an arena and and feel that vibe something that you know i'll be honest we feel it when we're watching it on television but being in the arena is something else and it it, is it was quite a feeling man absolutely i mean some people always ask like you know what does that really mean when when they say like there's a calm before the storm or there's like a real buzz in the in the arena and it's hard to describe when you're not there Right. Yeah. When you're inside the building and then you're walking around the corridors, you know what you're see- you're looking for the section that you're about to see, uh, finding out your seats and seeing like, you know, players doing warm up and seeing all the um, all the different characters, all the different broadcasters. I got to I got a chance to take a picture with Leo Routens. He was just yeah. uh, sitting there waiting to be uh, on camera. And it was just it's just such an interesting feeling that you can't really describe unless you're actually there. And I totally understand, especially when we were working the fan patrol. Yeah, you're right. We had to be there around, you know, five 30, the game's on at seven 30, but um, after figuring out what we want to do with the prizes and all the game plan and stuff, I remember we were allowed to go outside uh, into the arena and yeah. like an hour before tip off. And this is when like the arena was completely empty. All you, all you saw were the uh, players were actually, you know, practicing and stuff. Right. So we were sitting on, uh, we would be sitting on courtside. And I remember distinctively watching Kobe, watching yeah. Kobe warm up with, with all of us. It was like 20 of us sitting courtside, just watching this man perfect his game. And I will never, ever in my life forget about uh, watching him and the buzz around the arena and seeing all the Lakers uh, jerseys too. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even fight that off, right? Because it's Kobe. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those, he's one of those Kobe. players where uh, kind of similar to Michael Jordan, where it, it's totally understandable that half the crowd is not cheering for the Raptors. And it's not because, yeah. you know, it kind of coincides with the Raptors not being great at the time, but that's the impact that Kobe had and Michael Jordan had. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, hopefully, you know, the, this Raptor squad can, 
have that kind of buzz because it's starting to create for someone like a Scotty Barnes, right? And yes. I know we'll get into this very shortly, but I got one more question for you. I know we're, I'm burying the lead here, but like I have one more question for you. You know, okay. attending as as a fan, and for those listeners who haven't yet had the opportunity to attend the game, what's the the feeling like? You know, because I I watch it on TV and I can't help but notice a lack of mask wearing and mm. I, you know i've asked different people and i've been hearing different answers Most, some people have told me that it, it they're everyone's wearing a mask and the only ones you're seeing who aren't are actually because they are eating and drinking on the flip right. side i'm seeing a ton of people not wearing masks on tv and also not eating or it doesn't look like they're eating or drinking so from your vantage point i know you were in the lower bowl um on the on the pacers side of the the court what were right. you seeing from the lower bowl? Were, were people wearing masks or not? Like, mm. I, I guess put some ease or or maybe add some extra caution to those who plan on attending right. a Raptors game. I'll I'll do a little bit. Of, I'll do a little bit of both, mainly because when I was there, I I kept a double mask. Like I I'm very cautious, uh, and and no matter what, I'm going to sanitize when wearing mask. No matter what, uh, yes, I I had a I think I had one of the 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 rotis that you had too. Oh you, man, you it on the Sean Woodley Lila's podcast. Yeah, Lila's. It was really it was honestly pretty good. Um, but I only had the mask off when I was eating uh my pregame meal. And yep. after that, I kept my mask up the entire time. And it didn't bother me at all, um, but mainly because I'm more used to it. I'll, on, I'll be honest and say that I was disappointed by all the non-mask non wearing. There were uh, ushers walking around with, like, please wear your mask signs. And okay, that's good. Not many, people were, not many people were, like, really paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say maybe, like... Like eighty five percent were not wearing masks, and I oh, would not eighty five percent were not. Wow, would, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I don't see them were actually um, uh, drinking or eating. Now, with that being said, though, Jay, before you go into the building, you have to show yeah. your double vaxxed. Yeah. You have to show your ID and show so up that, early, man. It is yes, yeah. Absolutely. This is why you see it is like half empty when the games begin because it's just long lines and and, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, right? You need to make sure you're vaxxed. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I told I whenever I was get when I was getting scanned, I was like, I told the usher who was helping me. I said, listen, thank you so much for doing this. It makes me feel so much safer and uh, more comfortable. And she said the same thing. She's like, same to me. I, I feel so much better knowing that all these people are double vaxxed. Um, you know, wearing the mask is a different thing. I think that's more of like a comfortable, uncomfortable kind of situation. For me, it was comfortable for me to keep the mask on. But knowing that everybody in there was double vaxxed, it made it did make me feel a little bit easier. So I don't know if that helps uh, with people who are thinking of attending uh, the game. You know, if you're comfortable, keep the mask on. It's really easy to cheer still, even if you have a mask on. But at the same time, you have to be double vaxxed to get in there. So, you know, it's really up to you. Yeah. And and I guess one final point to that is, you know, a, a couple of, of folks that I know of that were sitting in the upper bowl were saying that they were seeing about, 75 to 80 percent wearing their masks interesting so interesting. maybe yeah. it's a division in, hey, in the upper hey, versus lower bowl i don't know it, it always it's always like that though right <laughs> in in the lower bowl yes you get a nicer view and you can actually see players right their faces <laughs> and stuff but you're in the crowd with the with the really you know with heavier wallets let's say yeah let's yeah that way and you got people drinking beers and drinking wines and you're like who, how do you even have this money people in the upper bowl you no, we were in the fan patrol. They're the ones who will go crazy for a free T-shirt, man. They will yeah. go absolutely bonkers, but they'll also follow the rules. So, you know, whenever I tell someone, it's like I've never been to a Raptors game, and I, I don't know where to where to go. I don't want to spend so much money to go in the lower bowl. Honestly, if it's your first Raptors game, or if you want to show someone a good time, bring him to the upper bowl. That's where the true fans are, man. Yeah, yeah, true. And if you really want to see the Raptors and you want to be really low, go to a nine to five game. Just like yes. it's, it's a lot cheaper and you go right up to the courtside and it's an awesome experience sure to be court honest. Side's like courtside's like $45 or something. Oh, like totally. That. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that this like to, to belittle it. I think that's no. a great way to show like support. Like, Hey, listen, you can go to a, a, a really good uh, basketball game for, you know, afford a, 
an yeah. affordable price. So I feel like it's a great idea. And and again, when if and when the WNBA decides to have a game uh, team yes. in Toronto, yes, like it it better be at least in between from the price yeah. of the 905 and the NBA cuz like you got to have people watching the, these games. You can't make it so unaccessible for players or for people who can't afford $200 a ticket. I understand that. But if you give me like a $75 ticket for the lower bowl, I'll go to every single game for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I second that, brother. There you go. All right. So that's a lot of banter from us, but <laughs> yeah. you know, this is this is a Raptors podcast and the Raptors like you said are on a three-game winning streak and I don't know about you, man. A lot of teams have rookies that are impressive, but we got two. We got the fourth pick, of course, Scotty Barnes on the 46th pick in Delano Banton, and both of them are showing up. My God. Um, so the one game that we went to against the Indiana Pacers, and again, the, the Raptors also played yesterday against the Pacers and won both of those games. But I don't know about you, man. I, like Scotty is Scotty is, is fantastic. I feel like he's going to I don't know how Kate Cunningham is, is playing. I know that he had his uh, season debut yesterday. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, at this moment, Scotty is leading the way for rookies in points. Uh, with at 18.1 and rebounds at 18.9 and like he he's he's a man uh, amongst boys out there like even from to like when he's playing against vets and i'll, I'll get into uh more about uh scotty but i want to really talk about delano mm-hmm. like when like i was saying when we were pl- when we watched the game against the pacers i think that was a time when you know the raptors were i think two and three and it, it was they were still trying to figure out their lineup Nick Nurse decides to throw in the, as Herbie Kuhn would say, the Canadian team. And uh, you throw in Delano Banton, you have Chris Boucher, you have Ken Birch in there. And automatically, right away, and I'm telling you, man, this is a Wednesday night game against the Indiana Pacers. Delano Banton is out there giving like 130% every single time with or without the ball. Uh, Scotty is impressive, but he's a number fourth pick. He has to be, he has to put those numbers up. Delano, 46 picks, and he's changing the game as soon as he gets to the floor. Come on, man. Have you been, how impressed have you been with Delano? Incredibly, incredibly impressed. And and I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a bit here and, and admit that I thought that the, the drafting of Delano Benton, I was very hesitant. I thought, mm. okay, this is, it's kind of a cute story. You know, a guy from Rexdale makes it to the Raptors, whatever. And he kind of fits the bill of what we're looking for. But I had zero expectations that he'd get even any playing time for this team. Right. But right. it's obvious that in summer league and in preseason and in training camp, he really did impress Nick Nurse. And, you know, I uh, in the post-game presser after the the first Pacers game, the he said that he wanted to hot shout out two people immediately he he after his first question already he's like i need to shout out two people that aren't getting enough recognition one of them is gary trent jr who we will talk about in just mm-hmm, a bit mm-hmm. and the other one is delano banton and he's he said that he's what he's really impressed by is, is that he learns he's he's learning on the fly but he's absorbing all of this information like a sponge so a couple of examples here you know number one was that you know, he was actually. I can only remember one example specifically, but during the game, he was covering T.J. McConnell, and McConnell got around him, and he kind of lost him amongst all the screens. And McConnell ended up with a, a short jumper around the dunker spot. And you know, if you've been around the league in a while and you, you've seen McConnell, he's he's a bit of a pesky guard, but that yeah. dunker spot is kind of his spot. And the the coaches pulled him aside and said, "Listen, like that's that's his spot. I know he's small, but." He kind of likes to get down there, and and that's his spot. So keep an eye out on that. Lo and behold, about a minute later, McConnell gets around him again, goes back to the same spot. Banton catches up and blocks him. So that showed two things. Number one, he's learning. He's taking that coach's information and using it. And two, oh my gosh, is he long? Because he jumped from very far to get that block, and it was quite easy, actually. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that's just one example, but really it it – is a microcosm of a bigger point here, right? Which is a Benton already has the the size and skill to fit the current Raptors construction and the right. way that Nick Nurse wants to play, but also is that he be, there's no book on him. So when when teams are game planning against the Raptors, they have no idea what to do with Benton. 
and you know i think you saw it as well there was there's one portion where he he i don't know if it was off a of steel or or just in transition i swear he got to the basket before all five pacers and mm-hmm. he had gotten the ball when they were ahead of him so he's a one man fast break and i couldn't help and maybe it's it's early sample size i don't know about you but it kind of reminded me of rookie season pascal where mm. i remember his rookie season pascal would always find ways to get a fast break going he'd kickstart a yeah. lot and i think we knew very little about pascal and it was like oh wow this kid is really hustling out there and it almost felt like at least once every game he'd find his way into a fast break layup or something because a the other team didn't know much about him and b pascal was freaking quick and yeah, we're seeing yeah. that with with delano and i don't know if you agree or disagree but I like what I'm seeing from him, and it's amazing that, you know, one week into his his inaugural season, he's already leapfrogged Malachi Flynn and Goran Dragic as the backup point guard. Yep. Yes, and that's what I was going to talk about. Like when the the Raptors were, you know, playing a, I guess, like a more lackluster game. Honestly, I'm not putting all the onus on on Dragic. But it didn't seem like they the Raptors were playing the way that they should. Like they're long, they're fast, they're young, and I'm not again. I'm not putting. Uh, I'm not trying to crap on Drogas, but that's not him. Drogas is is on I guess the higher side of thirty. He's not the six eight or anything like that. He can shoot, but he hasn't been shooting very well with the Raptors. So like, there's really nothing that Drogas can bring from his skill set to this team. Now throwing throwing Bant in, and I've heard this comparison again. A small small sample size, and I'm not trying to say this is his ceiling or this is where he is. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is what I kind of see, and I've heard a lot of Westbrook kind of play from Banton and mostly it's because it's straight downhill for for Westbrook when he gets that bot basketball he's going straight line drive to the basket nothing is going to stop him now Banton has a lot of you know time and a bulk he has to gain in order to get the calls that he needs in order to finish the basketball but I mean he's mentioned uh, assistant coach Earl Watson as being a mentor of, of telling him to be like, Hey, listen, you, whenever you get a chance, go straight into the basket. And you, most of the time you're just going to get the offense or the, the opponent's defense to scramble. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about when like teams don't really have a playbook for him because it's like a, you know, it's very chaotic at the same time, but it's it's also very planned. It's it's hard to even pinpoint as Raptors fans what Delano does, but it's it's just like this chaos that this Raptors team is really good at. Yeah, for the longest time they couldn't finish on transitions, mm-hmm. and finally you have somebody that can go straight down from like you know a rebound or an inbound and go all the way to the basket and finish the basket like it's it's incredible what Delano is doing I think it has to deal with him being a larger point guard um and I think that nurse is going to keep him into the rotation this is your rookie you're talking this is not even like the fourth overall pick this is your 46 picked rookie the amount of trust that he's putting into Delano outside of tragic and Malachi it's impressive man it absolutely is. And you know, you you mentioned the fact that Benton was has this ability to always get to the rim and drive hard. And that's something that was, you know, as you mentioned, something that's been been missing, right? And yeah. when when Kyle Lowry w- departed the team, you know, everyone immediately thought that okay, well, come draft time, the Raptors can get sugged. You know, he he has a lot of Kyle Lowry in his game and Fred Van Vliet, frankly, you know, as as much of a leader as he is, there are parts of his game that just don't um, make up for what Lowry brought. And a lot of that was that physicality and being able to score down low and drive hard. And I, I'll admit, like, I thought that maybe some of that driving ability was going to come from Dragic instead. And, and some of the shooting would come from Flynn. I was not expecting it to come from Benton. And as well as Scotty Barnes. Now, he yeah. is... His his ability to get to the rim is is really mind blowing to me. Not because mm. I mean it, it's not as much of a surprise because I think more so that 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 Benton was second round pick and he's a bit more svelte than, than than Barnes. But but a Barnes is I mean I think we can we saw it already the second he was drafted like he is built like an NBA player. But now mm. we're seeing that 
strength in the way he maneuvers around the basket. Like it's it's a combination of of several things here, right? Number one, he has the speed and length to get to the basket easily and, and get lay-ins when they don't look possible. But also he has the strength to battle for 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 boards. You know, you mentioned earlier that he leads all all rookies in rebounds. He's also leading them quite handily in offensive rebounds. And that's not something I would have expected either when we mm-hmm. think about someone like Evan Mobley, who's also come out of the gates as one of the 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 rookie of the year I wouldn't say favorite, uh, you know, and bias aside, Scotty, Scotty Barnes got to be up there. Um, But Scotty Barnes averaging three offensive rebounds next is Mobley at 1.7. That's almost twice as much as what Mobley is getting. So yeah, Barnes is just, he, he doesn't cease to amaze me and it's game by game. We're seeing that. And, you know, if we're going to talk a bit more about what he's been able to bring in his impact, Look no further than than last night's game against the Pacers. The Indiana, you know, both both teams were on the the back end of a back to back, and you kind of see some of that fatigue wearing in. Both teams were under ninety points, and it gets a, it got a little bit sluggish there. But when mm-hmm. it became time for crunch time, this was I don't know this this is a bit shocking to me. Freddie goes to the line for two shots, and he misses one. He misses one. Yeah, I was I was a little shocked by that, and then. Yep. When the Pacers brought it down to one point, it's Barnes who got fouled. Tell me you were nervous because I was. Yes. Yeah. This rookie. Well, at that, yeah. At on, that moment, he was one for four. On, yeah, on he was line. one for four. It's yeah. on the road. The Pacers are breathing down the Raptors' necks, and he calmly like it wasn't even like it bounced around the rim. Whatever. There was a confidence in those free throws that he nailed, Absolutely. and they both went in so easily. And that was it, I believe man. Like in post game, he was like, I, I heard the crowd and he smiled a little bit, and it's nothing to him, right? It, it's yeah. like he's been, it feels like he's the confidence that he, that he has, he's been in this league for such a long time, you know. Yeah. And I know it's only been seven games, but like, you know, each time he goes into the rim, I get less and less scared because one, he's kind of showing off a little dribble prowess that I didn't really know Two, his, his like field goal percentage is really not that bad. I think it's like around the, the 30% uh, mark or something. His oh, it's three is obviously yeah, 55%. Damn. I didn't he's, even know he's, it was that, he that is, big. He's killing Ooh. it, man. Woo-wee. So uh, his threes are going to come around. We know this, right? It, he's he's going to be more confident with that shot. But like it took it took OG uh, four years for him to get that that confidence going. And now, but at at this moment, he like I don't know about you or if you're on the same page as me, but I feel like Scotty Barnes is way ahead of where Siakam was when he was a rookie. OG was when he was a rookie. Like this guy is changing the game for the Raptors right now. Yeah, no, I agree with you. He is he's actually ahead of ahead of any rookie almost that we've seen. He's already passed Muddy Mouse for for most points accumulated in his first 6 games or 7 games. Holy. So, and and that's the that's the the part that has me and and the rest of the Raptors fans excited is that the scoring wasn't even why we were excited about him. It's the defense, right? And he's already yeah. had to guard Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, and he's done amazing and so you know you think about how this roster is shaping out think about this for a second i think it was during the pacers game at one point og was was guarding uh i think he was guarding sabonis and then he checked out of the game and coming in as scotty like what are you supposed to do as an opposing team right when when you're replacing one all defensive player with with a future (laughs) other one right it's it's insane (laughs) and 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 i think it's like it's Scotty isn't even uh, sticking with one position that he's guarding. He's like each time he comes, like well, I'll stick with the Indiana Pacers game that he that they played yesterday. He's going against uh, Sabonis. He's going against Duarte. He's going against uh, their their point guards. Like each time they switch, it's like. There is no mismatch when it comes to Barnes. It's like, okay, he's going off. Barnes, you take him. He's going off. Barnes, you have to go in the center position. No problem. And 
it's crazy how versatile he is on the defensive end because his his seven nine wingspan for one, but two, he's also very quick on his feet and he's not fouling that much. Of course, he's going to get some rookie calls. Yes, I understand that, but I mean, he had for for the thirty minutes that he's been playing per game, he hasn't fouled out once. It's yeah. very very impressive what he's doing. Yeah, that's something you expect out of rookies, right? A is that they they foul a lot, and B they have a lot of turnovers, right? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm gonna backtrack just a little bit, just to throw in a stat because I you know mail out my stats uh, of, of of rookies who are playing at least 20 minutes. I, I put 20 as like the kind of the, the threshold of of those who are actually getting meaningful minutes of rookies getting at least 20 minutes per game. Scotty Barnes leads all rookies in field goal percentage, and you know that's that that goes hand in hand with what we've seen so far in terms of his points and his activity and his usage. But I just think that's further impressive because, again, we're, we're talking about him performing better than Evan Mobley, who is, I think, deemed as the most NBA-ready player in this draft, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, going back to to what he's been able to do, and I apologize for for the dog <laughs> barking in the background. He, he's as, he's as uh, excited as Scotty Barnes as you are. I, I, if I would be too, and I am. <laughs> but, you know, we think about that, that defensive versatility that the Raptors have, right? I mean, and this is, again, we're, we're seeing all this without Pascal Siakam, who's yep. slowly on the mend, right? Already have that G League assignment. But you've got Scotty, you've got OG, and either Birch or Achua in the back, in the, in the front court. And then your back court, you've got the two leaders in deflections here in, in Freddie and, and Gary Trent Jr. Should we, yes, should we sir. talk about the, the, how impressive these guards yes, have been? Please. Okay. So Fred, we know that Fred has, has been like on top of defensive deflections and steals for quite some time. I, can I just point out Gary Trent Jr.? I, I, it's been seven games, all right? Well, I've only been to one of them. Jay, you've been to two of them, and we've only watched seven of them. But I ha- I did not see this last year when he was a Raptor. I did not see this kind of defensive prowess from Gary Trent Jr. He is leading the league with 18 steals, okay? And I, what, I believe you told me that he's up there, number four or something, when it comes to deflections. Deflections, for, Van yes. Vliet is number one in total as well as deflections per game. Gary Trent is number two in total deflections. And the you don't even have to see, like, all you have to do is watch the Orlando Magic uh, final possession, right? This is this is not even like a, a I don't know, from, from the other end, to, like not even a transition play. This is a called play um, by the Orlando Magic. And Gary Trent Jr., tips the ball away from Cole Anthony. And yeah, he, you know, he he tried to go for a home run steal, but then you made Cole Anthony shoot from the half forward line. And then basically the Raptors won the game. Like that, just that in itself can show you like how intense he is on a defensive end. 18 steals, bro. 18 steals in seven games. That's incredible. I I, I did not see this at all coming from Gary Trenchudier. And I'm so impressed by him, man. Yeah, and and you know I, I alluded to it earlier where right? when when Nick Nurse called out two of the guys who really jumped out to him and really impressed, and you know we talked about Delano already, but with Gary Trent Jr. being the other person you mentioned, it's 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 the same theme with the two guys, right? It is players that are sponges, and yes. the co- the coaches have a certain type of gameplay they have in mind. They they want their every player to be very active with their hands, mm-hmm. you know, switch quickly, you know, communicate. And Gary Trent Jr., it's been very obvious. It's no longer a, a small sample size, at least in my eyes. What I'm seeing are is a very smart defensive player. And and yeah. this is the player that that Raptors fans were expecting when the trade for Norm Powell happened, right? And this is something There's that like we talked about. There's like a difference between playing with your hands uh, and not fouling and play with your hands because you're lazy. Yeah. Gary Trent Jr. is definitely playing with his hands uh, and and not fouling and playing defense. Incredible, incredible defense. I'm sorry to bother you. With yeah, that. no, no, no. It it's all good. And you know what? <laughs> Unfortunately, Norm's going to catch some strays here because when we talk about you know reaching, Norm Powell was guilty of that sometimes, right? He there was a bit of there were lapses in judgment sometimes, and you'd see it at least once a game where. You know, he 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 takes the lazy route out. He would take the lazy route out and and try to 
to reach. And you know, you know the saying goes, right? You reach, I teach. And mm-hmm. oftentimes it would lead to someone blowing by him. With Gary Trent Jr., his reaching is very it's A, it's super quick. It's a lot quicker than I would have anticipated. And B, it's methodical. And you mentioned the the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to poke the ball away from Cole Anthony. You know, he said it post game, right? He's like, I, I noticed that Cole had the ball fairly low. It was, it was reachable. So that's when I went for it. And and this has to be very, very inspiring news to see from the coaching staff, right? As we already know what we're going to get from Fred Van Vliet. We already know he's going to be one of the league leaders in deflections. Having Gary Trent Jr. alongside of him is just the perfect combo up top. Good luck trying to get past them at the three-point line because then if you do, then you've got OG and Scotty and then soon Pascal coming at you. So there, this is a... De- a defensive team that is locked in very early on. I believe they're ranked fifth or sixth in defensive rating, but honestly, the the competition that the Raptors have faced um, have been some offensive uh, juggernauts, right? They've already faced the Wizards. They've already faced mm-hmm. the Bulls, and, and the Mavericks were a record-setting offense uh, for over the last couple of seasons. So when when the Raptors get to quote unquote feast on on lesser offenses such as the Pacers and the Magic, then you get to really see what this defense can really do, right? And it's honestly, I, I, I expect them to finish in the top three in defense right now. Like I said, they're around five or six. And it's really exciting to see how how they've done. And at the forefront of that is Gary Trent Jr., who continues to poke his way through the -hmm. top of the deflections leaderboard now before we get into the break i need to ask you man again this is a good problem to have but this is a team without siakam yeah if siakam and when siakam does come back who's bounced to the the bench oh that's a hard one scotty barnes do you see more gary Trent? like both of these have a very high possibility of staying with that you know, uh, starting lineup rotation. So who do you think is going to be bumped down? It is such a good problem to have, but a bad problem to have, right? And yeah, I, I'll try not to, like, and obviously we're all drinking the the Scotty Barnes juice right now, but I think, honestly, he's just he's just too good to be put in the bench, right? And I think I that, agree. that was the yeah. the initial plan, right? It was, okay, you know, maybe Barnes will, 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 start maybe but i was thinking okay boucher is more seasoned in terms of the raptors offense he will start off and then barnes will come off the bench that's what would be expected for a rookie but he's obviously earned it i don't think he's going to go to the bench anymore gary trent jr as we talked about has earned it so i think actually precious achua will end up going to the bench for siakam and then what that what that does is the domino effect of that is you've seen it already Precious Achua is a ball of energy. I think that's very suitable to come off the bench. Right. Um, I actually thought that Birch was going to be starting at the beginning of the year. But I think the yeah. way this shakes out is if, if Siakam ends up replacing Precious in the starting lineup, what you're going to see is kind of a a pair of of centers that Nurse can turn to that come off the bench, and depending on the opponent. If he needs energy, here comes Precious. If he needs more stability or or... Um, I guess more strength, I guess you could say mm-hmm. you go with Birch, right? And so it's right. it's a pick and choose depending on the opponent, depending on how the Raptors are playing on a specific night. But I, I'm all for Siakam replacing Precious and just wreaking absolute defensive havoc on, on whoever opponent yeah. they've got on the other side. Yeah. Or, you know, Nick Nurse can throw out the bash bros from mighty, mighty ducks and put in Birch <laughs> and Achua and just see them wreak havoc. That's, that would be fun to watch too. This is yeah. incredible, right? And, and that bench already, right? I mean, if we assume that Benton's staying there as the backup point guard, you've got Benton. I assume Dragic is going to receive minutes at some point. Or even if he doesn't, you've got Benton, you've got Utah, you've got Precious and Birch mm-hmm. and Boucher. And oh my gosh, this team has got me excited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, of course, down the line, injuries will happen, you know, things will happen. And but but it looks like the, the Raptors do have a lot of pieces still, even if, you know, they're going down a couple of players. But that got me really excited. Uh, we got a little long when it comes to the Raptors news, of course, but we haven't talked about the Raptors and they're very, very exciting. So let's take a little bit of a break. Um, let us know, Raptor fans, what you think about, you know, the two 
the two rookies that we got going on uh, with the Raptors. Also, who else has impressed you outside of the rookies? And the next coming, the games that are coming up next against the Knicks, the Wiz, the Cavs. Do you think we can go 6-0? We'll find out. But until then, let's go for a break. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's another sponsor that I think Scotty Barnes could probably advertise. I just hope he does any sponsorship that isn't GoDaddy. Yeah, I was waiting for the GoDaddy curse. I was waiting for it. Oh, man. Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. In the first half of this Raptors podcast, we talked about the Raptors rookies, Scotty and Delano, as well Gary Trent Jr. Where in the world were you when it came to the steals and the deflections? My God. But... Hey, man, Jay, you know what today is. I know it's the morning of, I know your kids are extremely excited, but today is Halloween, brother. I know we're going to, for this segment, we're going to have a little bit of fun. You know, we saw uh, Scotty Barnes dress up as Joker. Uh, we saw, uh, I believe King James is now Freddy Krueger. It's it's pretty cool what these, what these guys do. But I got to ask you, man, how when you were a kid, were you as excited as you think your kids are today when it comes to Halloween? Yeah, I think so. I think the last two years have been a bit different because of the pandemic, but That's fair, they're, yeah. they're, they're definitely as excited as I was as, as a kid. And, you know, I, I get excited, too, because then we, we get to help with dressing them up. I mean, you know, growing up with you know, immigrant Filipino parents, they're, they're not as into Halloween as, as we are. So, you know, they'll, they'll help with buying the costumes, but you know, this day and age, it's, it's all about creativity. It's all about making your own, right? Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't the case when we were kids, but yeah, yeah, my, my wife and I like, we'll, we'll do what we can to make Halloween even extra special. If, If it means making a gift, making their costume, then then we'll do it, right? And last year, I, I made—I think I mentioned it on this show, right? I, I made a, a claw machine for my daughter, so like it was a giant box full of toys, and she was inside That's incredible. of it. Incredible! It was our pandemic-ish related uh, <laughs> Halloween costume, and now my younger daughter Ella is is going to be wearing it to hand me down costume day today there you go that's incredible man and that's such a good way to be like okay six feet apart i'm gonna stay in this box i'm gonna stay was in the it, bubble was it the same for you though was it like your your costumes were 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 bought and you never had the made or anything right? no we we definitely had the whole like you're gonna stick with one costume for the rest of your life <laughs> no matter what you're just gonna throw on this i don't know a tarp as a ghost or you're gonna put 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 on this mask and and run around for you know six to seven years and that's it because uh, i don't know my family wasn't too big on halloween especially when it comes to the costumes but i enjoyed it i i definitely enjoyed it i i wanted to ask you did you have a favorite costume when you were a kid or even even in you know when you're an older kid in high oh school? yeah 
Yeah, definitely. As 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 an older, I have, I have two. One is is okay. Will gear more towards your your liking, but the other one, I don't know why it's coming to mind. So I used to work at at Flow ninety three five. Uh, one of my first nice. you know office jobs out of out of university, and you know obviously Halloween's a big deal there. And at the time, I don't know if you remember this. One of the, the the popular costume, I guess, commercials was Listerine. Do you remember the Listerine guy? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Of course, yeah, I, I I dressed up as the Listerine guy. I bought some Bristol no board and, and made a giant Listerine thing, and it was green and all that. <laughs> so that was that was just more of a fun one for me. And then this one, uh, mm-hmm. I think you'll you'll kind of like. But like I, okay, in university, me and a couple of buddies said we're gonna go to a we're gonna go to a club. We're gonna go dress up as something and then and go to this club. And what I didn't know was the three of them had already coordinated a costume idea together without me. And they were okay. going to be, if you remember Kill Bill, they were dressed up as a crazy 88. And it's also, it's a suitable costume because, you know, you're in suits and yep. it's appropriate for the club. I mi- I must have missed that memo. I showed up as groundskeeper I- Willie. So I had <laughs> I know overalls, did. suspender. I, That's I brought- amazing. I bought the 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 groundskeeper Willie mask. That was the only purchase I made for my gift. Uh, sorry, for my okay. costume. I showed up with a freaking rake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, that man. Been so awkward. Everyone walking into suits, and you're like, Willie's here. <laughs> yeah. Suffice to say, oh I did not leave the club with any women on my arms. Like it was no nobody. <laughs> not even my friends were hanging. I'm like, I'm yeah. just sitting there in the middle of a club. No one's talking to me. Like. Not even my friends. Like, what's going on here? So that's not my favorite. Okay. That's just that's probably a more memorable that's, one. I, that's pretty funny, man. I, I can just imagine you walking up with a rake and be like, hey, guys, are we ready to go? <laughs> like, why are you all dressed in black? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you said you had a second one? No, that was it. The groundskeeper. Because the first one was oh, the man. Listerine guy, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, probably gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm probably forgetting something else, but... It's it's been a fun. Uh, I always try to have fun at Halloween. This year, maybe I haven't put too much thought in it, but yeah, man, it's it's a fun time. I mean, we can dress up and and do whatever. I mean, we at my work, we have you know, obviously all meetings now are Zoom calls. I showed up as as a Squid Game uh, security guy. So oh, well done. Yeah, that was my that's my my at least my Zoom costume. I was gonna actually show up to the Nick Nurse presser yesterday uh, wearing it. <laughs> But I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm still kind of new. Uh, I don't yeah, want to be remembered yeah. as that guy. So. Show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel you. You got to show the professionalism, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. What okay. about you, man? Favorite costumes? Uh, favorite costume, I definitely, again, I like I said, when I was a kid, I kind of just threw on a mask or or some some kind of like blanket of some sort. So it wasn't very creative. But in high school, there was one day where I dressed up as Blue Man Group. So I just had a, <laughs> a black, you know, long sleeve shirt and black jeans and everything and then i my, i painted my hands and my face and my head blue and <laughs> the entire but i played the part so the entire day i didn't say a word <laughs> I can't- <laughs> that's commitment brother that's, that's commitment. commitment exactly and like even in class i didn't say anything there was like i kept my my head up i, I was looking around like a crazy person i kept it the entire <laughs> i don't know what seven and a half hours of school in, that's in costume amazing. and i i loved it people were trying to get me to talk but i didn't i, I kept cool man that that's was my amazing favorite. i think that that's, that's the thing with with costumes right it's one thing to put it on but you got to play the part man exactly. you got to play the part exactly. and and you did that and, and i'll that's tell you amazing. this it was not easy to keep quiet and keep your eyes <laughs> open the entire time <laughs> <laughs> those guys don't blink so i don't know exactly. how you did it man oh <laughs> uh, you had some clockwork orange going on in my head Oh <laughs> uh, man. Okay. So here, here's a fun question for you now. Uh, if you could dress, if you could tell a Raptor player to dress up this Halloween, what would you get them to dress up as? I have a, a Halloween costume in mind, but I actually don't have okay. a player. So I'm going to actually turn this around and ask you who I think should be this, this mm. costume. We were okay. talking about deflections and steals and, and how this defense is. Someone on this team needs to dress up is Hamburglar. So <laughs> I don't know. I've, we've got well a couple done. of choices here, but the one I'm going to go with, like I, we can talk, maybe Fred, maybe it's Gary Trent Jr. But right. I'm going to say it's Svi Mihailuk. And he's, mm. you know, I, I loved when you first, the first time you threw out that he had some Svivery because yes. 
he always seems to find a way to to do a sneaky kind of steal, and that sneakiness speaks Hamburglar to me. So, I mean, do you think that that's appropriate, or do you think it's more Gary Trent Jr.? I, I, Who I should do. be Hamburglar? Ooh, uh, I want to say, I, you know, it's hard because once you put on the Hamburglar suit, you're either Hamburglar or Zorro, right? Because it, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, I mean, they can both, and one of them can be Zorro, one of them can be Hamburglar, maybe. Yep. Yeah, right. that's true. That's a great, that's a great one. Uh, I was thinking of, uh, instead of a player, I was thinking of Nick Nurse can show up with like a, uh, I get this, he's he's on, on his back, there's like a green screen, like a green, like a, just a green cutout board. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is be like, I'm Zoom call. I am a Zoom call. <laughs> so you can put whatever background you want, but I am a Zoom call. And I think that from Nick Nurse doing all the pressures on Zoom, I think that's mm-hmm. quite appropriate. Yeah, and you can do the 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 Nick Nurse face, the shocked look all night long. <laughs> it totally works, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love, oh, it. Man, I love it. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Well, there he is. Happy Halloween, everybody! Uh, if you are going out, and if you are, with oh wait, your wait, kiddos, I got one. Can... I got one. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off here because I need go for it, this, brother. This is an important question that everyone talks about at this time of year, and I don't think I've ever asked you or Dre this. Uh, favorite Halloween candy or chocolate? Oh, someone po- posted a a image of all the chocolate bars mm. and saying like, you know, what is your top three or something like that? So, OK, candy, candy as a childhood memory. I got to say the I know it's kind of gross thinking about it now, but I want to say the the Popeye sticks, you know, those, like, candy sticks. <laughs> the one you look like you're smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take a couple out and you you start to pretend you're like an adult smoking or something like that but it's just candy you yeah. know those those were those were fire man but i yeah. want to say favorite candy bar i gotta say when i see a coffee crisp in in my mm. halloween candy that's that's up there that that's my wife's favorite you know I, yeah she i don't know about you she eats it layer by layer oh like, inter- like instead instead of like eating it you know for like, you like, like a regular human being the, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah she oh, i remember uh, she did that when we when like one of the we first met or something and the, and she's like okay you might you might dump me after this but i eat <laughs> i eat my coffee crisp a little bit weird and she ate it layer by layer and i got to admit man it, it, you enjoy it a lot it longer Mm. it's good man you should it's your favorite you should try that out man go layer by layer i should try that you know what i have i'm i have an old teacher and i never understood this because i haven't actually tried it but i had an i have an old teacher who on halloween you know when you get those chips you get those like really miniature size there's like four chips in one bag so he would take some he would take his favorite chip which was doritos and he put it in the freezer Mm. and then eat it after a while I thought that was strange. I've never tried it. I don't know if I ever will, but I think I should. Uh, chips. Maybe, maybe I'll do that one day. Chips in a freezer. It's apparently a thing. That's the first thing. The first time I heard about it was a couple of days ago. It was a work meeting. So you have heard about this. this honestly, like, it's just a coincidence. Like someone had mentioned it in one of my Zoom meetings at work uh, this week. And I was like, I got to try that. I haven't tried yeah. it yet, but <laughs> that's hot weird. damn, I got to try that. Chips in the oh, freezer. Man. Whatever I th- it was, so when you told me that your wife eats the coffee crisp like from layer to layer, it reminds me of an image of someone eating a burrito like on its side first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like that. You're eating it on its side. It's so weird. Yeah, like, like you psychopath. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I will say now, uh, you're you are going to try it. Like, yes, you had yes, you got to try hundred percent. Okay. What well, what was yours? What was your one your nostalgic Halloween candy and your favorite chocolate bar? Or I think when bar. I was a kid, I was I was surprisingly obsessed with Sour Patch Kids. Uh, okay, okay. The, something, any anything really gummy, but that was my thing. Now I, I don't really care for it. But I, and there's quite a lot of of choices for chocolate, and, and you're probably the same. But you kind of go through a favorite depending on what your your mood is, right? Like I, yeah. I would go through mm-hmm. different phases of different favorites. But, anyways, uh, so my my late brother he he was allergic to peanuts. So okay. we there was no peanut butter, peanuts, whatever related things right. in the house. So when I got older, or no, when we would go trick or treating, and he would get Reese's peanut butter cups, I'd always get his. 
Oh, and, okay. And also, it was like you would even something. do a trade, like you know, when you did it with your siblings, you would like spread out all your candy. You'd be like, okay, I don't want this one. You want you? Would you ever do trades? Yeah, like, yeah. My mom would guilt trip me into the trades. So yeah, I would give him something, right? And probably something I didn't really yeah. care too much for, but fair point. Yeah, it's probably the Popeye sticks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but yeah, I. And then I would eat it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, why don't we have this in the house?" And it, it's always been. I feel like that's that's always been the case ever since. It's like if I can ever, because my kids are also allergic to nuts, so now mm. it's like whenever I can get a hand on something with peanut butter, we typically Reese's. Then I'm going for it. And so I guess I think nice. that, by almost by default or 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 by by environment, has has forced me to 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 lean towards that as my favorite. Anything Reese related, Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, whatever, man. Okay, what about the most overrated chocolate? You think, or, and or candy? Overrated. People love it, and you have no idea why. I'm gonna deflect this one back to you because I feel like you have oh. one, and I'm, it's good. Yeah. It's really okay. just to buy myself some time here. I need okay. to think about uh, this. Most overrated for me, and I don't know why people love it is Arrow. I have no idea why people. Okay, I get it. Do you put it on your tongue? You help you. You wait until like the bubbles burst or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm a chewer, bro. I'm not gonna like let this chocolate just melt on my tongue. I'm gonna bite that thing and I'm gonna continue to bite it until my next round. Then I don't Air, think and, and I don't the chocolate is not even the best. I don't. Then I don't think you can uh, you can do the coffee crisp layer by layer thing because you're yeah, gonna want to just. But but see, there's a crunch to it. There is mm. uh, there's some substance when it comes to the coffee crisp. Yes. Arrow is just air. You're it's, actually paying it's, for it's less in chocolate. The name. <laughs> it's so in why the would name. you even get that? God. Anyways, that's my most overrated chocolate. I'm gonna go with runts. Runts, runts? or what is that? Or or you know, not sorry, not runts. I'm thinking of the wrong one. Uh, wrong name. Uh, Mike and Ike. I'm not. Uh, oh okay okay the the hard one because i think mike and ike comes in in the soft uh gummy like and then there's also the the hard one the hard ones no like i'm sorry if i I, if i'm gonna need to bite a a candy flavored banana nah man just give me the real fruit man that's not (laughs) that's not it for me so mike and ike you're you're on my least favorite list yeah hey jay you want to know a fun fact about banana candy what's that apparently banana candy and banana flavored medicine Apparently, that's the real flavored banana. What? The bananas that we have in the superstore, supermarket, are you know uh, man-made, and they're from the. They don't notice that they don't have any seeds. So the real banana is from it's from an extinct banana that it used to have seeds, and it used to taste like actually banana banana candy, banana medicine. That's the actual taste of a banana. Have what the. Yeah, I, I, I was. I did not image. come here prepared with banana-related <laughs> yeah. analytics. <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind too. It was like, what do you mean? But I realized that those bananas don't have any seeds. They they don't grow anymore. They're just like grown from, uh, I guess I don't know, from a lab. Like that, the, those bananas in general are, are for, that we get in the superstores are grown in labs and then like plant. Anyway, anyways, a whole different uh, loop or uh, a word <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I don't want to get into. But, anyways, I appreciate you uh, for telling me about your <laughs> about your Willy costume. Um, but <laughs> for Raptor fans, for that's a rap fans. Uh, please have a safe Halloween. If you're out with your kitties, man, make sure that they're safe and socially distance and, you know, bundle up because it's going to be cold. But I hope you I hope I wish I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful Halloween. Uh, and Jay, you as well. I hope you are. You have a great day when it comes to bringing your kids out for Halloween. But until then, Raptors fans, let us know what you think about the rookies as well as who else impressed you on this uh, team and what you think about the upcoming schedule. Do you think the Raptors can go 6-0 and at least in the next three games? But until then, Jay, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You find my weekly column, The Wrap-Up, every Monday where I preview the Raptors games of the week. We talked earlier about the Knicks, the Wizards, the Cavs, and a week from today, the Brooklyn Nets. So it's going to be a fun week for the Raptors. Nice. Uh, look out for that uh, that post. I'm working on it right now. And uh, I believe that's it for me. Uh, Jason, mm-hmm. this was fun, man. Over to you. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You were also on uh, Sean Woolley's uh, Lockdown Podcast. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot to plug that. that yes, <laughs> definitely. The You know, the, being up in, you know, I, I know I mentioned that 
you know been honored to have some some media access this week and getting to sit next to to sean woodley is just it's it's amazing so he, he i was on locked nice. on it was it was a fun episode be sure to check that out it was after the first pacers victory but we had a lot of fun talking about like what this roster is going to be like and a lot of things that you and i just talked about now but mm-hmm. it's just further emphasizes how exciting we are for this team and uh, be sure to check that out either on on your any of your podcasters or even check it out on youtube and and a solid review on uh lila's roti too hey man <laughs> those are, those the, are really the, scotia bank arena the, you've really stepped up your your, your game food wise yeah. and and then before the the magic game i had uh they've got porchetta there i had porchetta and putin and i gotta tell you that is an amazing dinner but horrible decision before you're about to be writing and tweeting for three hours the food fights back food fights yeah. back <laughs> all right you could you can find uh our alter calls dre on and uh, andreas babs on twitter you can find us at that's rep pod on twitter again we'll we'll try to do some live tweeting sometimes we do sometimes we don't but you know check us out there you can message us you can dm us whatever you like but until then rappers fans that's a rep